Hi, this is Samantha Irby. Welcome to Ladyland. Think about your closest friend. Maybe you know where she works, but do you know what she does all day? Do you know her job title? Do you know what she studied in school? Turns out, I didn't. So, I made a podcast to find out. Welcome to Ladyland. I'm your host, Kim Baldwin. This is a conversation with women from all walks of life and different backgrounds. It's funny at times, serious at times, but always honest. This is Ladyland. Welcome to Ladyland. Kim, hello. Thank you for having me. Thanks for making time during your busy pandemic schedule. (laughs) It was difficult to find a few minutes to carve out of my otherwise packed day. Same, same. Uh, I'd love to have my guests introduce themselves, mostly just so I don't get it wrong. So if you don't mind, just tell us for sure your name, what you do. I mean, shame on anyone who doesn't already know. I seriously, where have you been? Uh, Um, Okay. I don't have an elevator pitch for myself ready. And this is a reminder that I should. Hi, I am Samantha Irby. I'm the last person on the planet who still writes a blog. And I also have written a few books that are collections of mostly comedic essays and what else about me i'm uh depressed i have <laughs> great skin and i have a wife yes and a tv show credit i mean yes i wrote for someone else's show and like i don't the the real gag about hollywood is that like you know they put your name on it but lots of people wrote it so i don't even feel like i get to take credit although you know, it's the end times. I may as well take credit. Yes, take I wrote credit. one episode and helped with other episodes of the TV show. Yes. And which TV show? Shrill on Hulu. Yeah. It's my good pal, Lindy West, who is truly the best person. Like when I was like used to read Lindy's work before I knew her, I was like, you know what would be terrible is if this person was actually nice because she's so like smart and funny I mean you can be smart and funny but you can't also be likable otherwise I have to like reevaluate what I'm doing with myself and uh (laughs) then we became friends and I was like oh man she's actually like nice and great so her first book Shrill was optioned by Hulu and made into a TV show and I got to work on it which was a highlight of my miserable life (laughs) and you can watch it now I wrote the fourth episode of the first season I mean watch all of it but if you only have time for one episode four is the one (laughs) I uh, I was trying to remember you're also my first guest that I don't actually like know in everyday Mm -hmm. life I know. So normally at the top, I'm like, remember when we met, like, working at Applebee's 20 years ago? But I don't. (laughs) I think we used to be Facebook friends. Yes, but then I deleted deleted. my Facebook, which let me tell you is. Is that a read? Is that what it was? 
it was hard <laughs> to delete because Facebook, I mean, they don't need any advertisement from me, but it was a place that felt more intimate than the other social media places because yeah. you could like have a full conversation, but that was also the worst. Like, I think it creates a false enough sense of intimacy that sometimes you forget that people are people and they're going to like screw you over and then you don't actually know them. And so I had a private, I like, I kept my Facebook was the only thing that was locked down and I had a Facebook status. <laughs> okay. Speaking of shrill, I had a Facebook status about how Elizabeth Banks accidentally called me Roxanne gay. I'm like, it was funny. <laughs> Shit like that like makes me laugh. I don't take anything seriously. I'm just trying to have a good time. So I like posted about it on Facebook to my like private circle of you know, not private, but my circle of Facebook friends. And then a screenshot of that ended up on Twitter, yeah. which again I didn't do anything wrong, so LOL. Yeah. But like, but that's when I was like, okay, so there is no place for real that I can like have no. internet friends and be no. myself. Right. And so I was like, okay, that was a that was a rude awakening. So like that happened. And then there's no way to turn off Facebook DMs from people, like yes. from strangers. And so I kept getting people messaging me for like acting jobs and like, oh. I don't know how to, like I posted a picture of a script. I'm not the casting director. So like I kept getting so like that was happening and I couldn't stop it. And then I was like, oh my God, if I can't be myself here, then why do I even have it? I'll just kind of have these like outward facing social media profiles. So I deleted it. It was not, then I got a bunch of messages on Instagram from people being like, did you block me? And I'm like, no, I also didn't do this, like that dumb thing where people make an announcement that they're getting yeah. on. Facebook yes. where you're like, uh, keep that. Who cares? I didn't want to be the person making people go, who cares? So I just kind of bounced with no, uh, with no fanfare. And then I had to do a lot of like, no, I love you internet stranger, but I, I deleted, I blocked myself. I deleted me from it. So all that to say that we were Facebook friends, but I had to Right. myself into outer space i couldn't do it let's talk about your book let's let's this is a this is a book tour stop let's just <laughs> i mean doesn't it feel uh doesn't it feel ridiculous to be promoting a book at no. this moment do you know i work at parnassus in nashville and patchett's bookstore yes i know okay and, and i want let's make you some sales okay wait I, let me roll that back no, because I want your bookstore to get your sales. We're <laughs> yeah. okay. It, it's not like bad to be buying books. It just feels, I don't ever, okay. What I do is frivolous, right? Like I write like fart jokes and stuff. And there is a place for those in the world yeah. for sure. But at this moment, I'm like, oh, 
unless my book comes with a ventilator, do people give a shit about it? Do people want to listen to me talk about this dumb thing that's not going to save their lungs? I hope so. Listen, I don't want anyone to think that I'm not self-aware enough to understand that, like, there's a pandemic happening. And I'm like, so anyway, about that ex-boyfriend of mine, you know? I have read, I've read all your books, even the ebook where I think you talked about ribs. Was that like New Year's? I can't remember. It, oh, you know what that oh, was? Here's that some, was so inside, some inside baseball. <laughs> I had tried to put that in the book, the yellow book. The yellow one. And I like to call them by their my, my editor was like, mm-hmm, no, bitch, this is too stupid. And I was like, oh, God. Okay, but it's so long. <laughs> I hate like I hate to work on anything for a long time and not use it. Like that just that kills me. So I was like, no, no, you're you're the expert at whatever you say. Yeah. And then she hit me up and was like, Well, you know, since that ties in with New Year's, we could release that as like a ebook single. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know what those words mean, but it's technically your property. So yes, do whatever. It was hilarious. <laughs> I got paid 99 cents for it. I read it in an hour and a half and I laughed the whole time. Oh, see that? That makes me feel good. I'm going to email that old editor and be like, you know, <laughs> you were really smart. <laughs> podcaster in Nashville today and she said. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, like, I read all three. You're a genius. Thank you for, for doing that. You know, so many of the decisions, like when it comes to books, are not the. I mean, you know, I have nothing to do with the author. Yeah, like I'm people ask me things, and I'm like, I'm, I didn't choose that. <laughs> yes, I let the experts who are professionals at this yeah. guide that decision for me. I, I don't know. Yeah. Okay, so just for context, in case this comes out in a month, we're recording this in the middle of like we're all. I mean, we can't leave our house. Your book comes out next week. Your book yeah. tours rescheduled. That's that's how I'm gonna phrase that. That is nice <laughs> to say. Because <laughs> I think you were gonna come to Nashville, and I mean, it's will gonna- we even have planes in six months? Will the airline industry even be function? I mean, the government will save no. them, but we'll see. Will we? <laughs> what I read your book. I got an arc of it a while back. I mean, I asked for it as soon as you announced it. Because that's one thing to do when you work in a bookstore. You get to request arcs from people. I've already read it twice. I love it so much. Oh, my God, Kim. love it. It's a quick read. It is so funny. That truly is my goal. It's like quick toilet read (laughs) is my elevator pitch for these books. This one has a lot more emotion than the first two. This one is a little bit more like, I'm an adult human woman with some feelings. (laughs) But I liked it. Well, thank you. I'm trying to be more mature. No. (laughs) But this is the first of my books that was written like about the present time yeah for the most part there's some like looking back but this is the first one where I was like okay where am I at today or this thing I'm writing about happened a month ago rather than like 
five years ago. Yeah. And I think you can tell, especially if you read them in order, like they do like paint a portrait of stunted growth, but yeah. growth nonetheless. And I think I'm a little like more in tune. I mean, I've always had many feelings, but I feel like I'm a little more in tune with them and I can like name them. And I also am better at dealing with them. The book is really about like being anxious all the time and like hating everything. But I'm, (laughs) I'm very good about like, I don't ever want to harsh anyone else's mellow. I'm always just like, okay, this stinks, but let's look at this absurd piece of it and laugh at it rather than like doom and gloom and everything's bad, which I feel like is a, is like, that's where I am right now. I mean, that's where I've always been, but I re- I'm fully in my like, let's acknowledge that everything is like kind of stupid and that we don't really know what we're doing while also making fun of that. Welcome to your 40s. It's yeah. it's all great. <laughs> yes, I love it. I I've only been it. here for a month, but I'm settling yeah. in nicely. Yes, I'm 43. Right. It really does just like, it just gets stronger. I'm just like, I don't care. This is what I have to say. Yeah, yeah. I'm not fully in the I don't care only because... I'm a coward and I don't want to fight anyone. So I have to, I can't fully not care because I don't know how to like fight, but I'm caring less and less and less. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> Next book, I'm not going to give a shit about anything. You're totally not. Um, your fucking body negativity chapter, LOL. The bikini wax. I can't. I can't wait for the internet. Can I tell you that some an early reader asked me if I thought that 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 when people read it they would think it was body shame. No. And I was like, well, who? It's basically of. It's. I'm telling you to let all of that shit go. That like it's totally impossible to like love doing all of this hard work that like society tells you you need to do like yeah. are you kidding it's i'm embracing all of the bad stuff and yes. <laughs> letting it go no, it's not i was like i hope no one thinks it's negative or like shamey i'm celebrating all of the bad body yeah. parts hi do you like podcasts i hope so because you're listening to one if you like podcasts, I have something else you might like. Audiobooks. Libro FM is the first and only company that lets you purchase audiobooks directly from your local bookstore. P.S. We have two of those here in Nashville. You can pick from hundreds of thousands of audiobooks. If you're new to audiobooks, they're the perfect way to get more books into your busy life. Listen during your commute, while doing chores, or just relaxing at home. All you need is a smartphone and the free Libro FM app. Ladyland listeners, you get a special offer. Three audiobooks for the price of one. That's $14.99 with your first month of membership. Use the code LADYLAND at checkout. For more information, visit ladyland.show slash Libro. It's really easy. This is so ridiculous. I wrote down in my notes, 
This is in order. Lizzo profile or Eric Thomas. So those are. Okay. The Lizzo thing. Holy shit. Holy shit. I couldn't believe when they asked me to do it. I happy. So I got an email. I mean, this is really like the story of my life. I got an email from the time editor. He was like, Hey, so I have a project. I can't tell you anything about it because it's a secret, but would you, I'd love to like get on the phone. I'm like, I'm not doing any of this. Like I knew it was legit because his email was from like time.com, you know, blank at time.com. So like I knew it was real, but also tell me secret. I'm like, tell me what the fuck it is. So I ignored that. And then like a couple days later, got an email and he was like, okay, don't know if you got my first email, but this is time sensitive. And like, I know it's a self-defeating like thing in me. Like I am aware of what like this emotional disease is called, but I still can't overcome it. So I'm like, "Mm, not going to respond to that either. (laughs) So then I get an email from my agent and I always say, because it's true that my agent is mean and he is, he's like, Kent. Yes. He's who I started with trying to get you on this podcast. He was so funny and nice to me and I really appreciated it. He's like great. And he's like, he's so hilarious and charming and personable. But when I'm fucking up, (laughs) (laughs) my mean gay dad comes right out. It's so funny. Like I am definitely not a like problem author or client. You know what I mean? Like my editor, like I'm always like, yes, I'll do whatever. Yes. Do you want to just tell me when? Yep. Yep. I'll do it. But like, I'm like late on the actual delivery. And so they have learned that if they CC my mean a dad on the email, they know he will follow up. So I get this email from Kent and he basically is like, are you ignoring an email from Time Magazine? What the fuck is your problem? And I was like, oh, uh." so I immediately (laughs) emailed the editor back and was like, hey, okay, here's my phone number for that call. And he called and they, so he couldn't say it was for like entertainer of the year or whatever it was. He was like, we're, we want you to profile Lizzo. And I immediately said, you know, I'm not a journalist. Like if you are approaching me, it's because you know, you know what I do. You know that it's like toilet and crying, Like, oh, you know what you're going to get. And he, on the phone, he was like, yeah, that's what we want. Oh, my. It was great. I was like, okay. So I had to, this was like a few days before Thanksgiving. And he was like, the turnaround's really fast. And you have to fly to Dallas to do it. And so I flew to Dallas. Yeah. Holy shit. Holy shit. I flew to Dallas and we talked for like an hour and a half in like the glam room because we, we did an interview and then she did a photo shoot right after and we did it all in the same place. So we talked for an hour and a half. I'm like her publicist 
sat in the corner of the room and and it's like surreal right like I'm there in like my sweatshirt (laughs) yoga pants is that what you said yes yes that is exactly what I was wearing I'm like sitting there and I'm like talking to her and it's it all at once feels like oh like this is a person I know right but also like oh my god this is a person with like a team of people here to draw. So I got to see both parts. Like we had a conversation and then I got to watch a photo shoot and like the styling and the outfits and that, that stuff is all like so cool. They like blasted Solange while she was getting her picture taken. And then we did a little video interview which I think you can hear me, but you can't see me, thank God, because I did not uh, <laughs> dress up for that. And then the next day I flew home. I had two days to write the piece. It's so funny because I wrote kind of like a bunch of disjointed paragraphs that okay. said what I wanted to say. And then uh, I sent them to the editor. who, And I was like, listen, you can put these in whatever order you want yeah and then like you know we filled in some biographical info like where she started you know like all that kind of stuff and then it came together so quickly I couldn't tell anyone I mean I told my agent knew and then I obviously I told my wife because she lives here but I couldn't like tell anyone I couldn't uh tell anyone why I was in Dallas of all places like my friends were like, Dallas. And I was like, I know, crazy, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but then it came out and like, it's probably like the biggest, I, it was definitely like the biggest text and email day of my oh, life where people were like, did you get to touch her? What did she smell like? You know, all my friends are fucking dirt bags. They're like, did you steal any designer shoes? And I'm like, no, they didn't let me near the shoes. <laughs> I feel like I know the answer to this because I've read your book that comes out next week. But what do you think people misunderstand about your life now, especially since Shrill, since the Lizzo profile? Oh, uh, that I have any money. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Like that I have like a lavish, not even, no one thinks I have a lavish lifestyle, but that like, somehow like someone tweeted at me the other day and was like your book's gonna be a new york times bestseller can't wait for you to be a millionaire and i was like (laughs) you think that's how that works that they give you a million dollars for making an arbitrary i mean it's not arbitrary it's exciting but essentially making an arbitrary list like did you know you can get on the list for selling like 1600 books (laughs) and like that's a misconception that is totally normal because you have no point of reference because no one ever talks about like the nitty-gritty of this stuff but like you know you have to earn back your advance which I don't get I mean I wish someone would make me an Oprah pick and like give me a million dollar advance it's never going to happen for what I do so it's like I gotta make back what like 70 grand a dollar at a time and then once I do that every six months you get a check for a few thousand dollars like 
get the fuck out of here. It's like, and like, again, I don't fault anyone because no one, I mean, I, I don't know that people aren't saying what's no one's asking. Right. So like, I think that's the big misconception is that you can make, also, you got to think about like all the, since I stopped working, like all the money that you don't make all the time that you're working. So like all the money that you didn't make while you do, while you were like, thing, it's yeah. like, all you do that whole time is like accrue debt. <laughs> yes. And like, so then I get a book check and Visa's like, Hey girl, all those groceries you bought while you weren't making any money, give that back to us. So I think that's probably the biggest Biggest. misconception is that like, you know, you get rich doing that. Although, you know, what's weird is like, because I'm like a joke person, people are always like, I don't know what anybody actually believes because people are always like joshing me. So maybe they oh. truly understand that like, maybe that person was joking when they said that I was going to get a million dollars from being on the times list. But, you know, if there's a misconception, I think that would be it. But I try to be transparent about that stuff. Yeah. You know, like I moved to a little town because you can't not have a job in a not have a yeah. steady paycheck in a yeah. big city. And like, you know, we shop at farms because it's, <laughs> well, cause ain't no whole foods here, but also it's yeah. cheap. So I try to be pretty transparent about that yeah. stuff. But if there's a misconception, it's that I have more than, you know, $500 in the bank at any given time. Okay, we're going to end with some really serious, hard-hitting, rapid-fire questions. Okay, love that. Okay. Craziest thing you've eaten during the pandemic? Uh, okay, I don't eat crazy things because I have unpredictable bowels. But I will say, I mean, this is crazy for me. I have been gluten-free for a couple of months. Okay, which is that I should stop the sentence there and say that's the crazy thing is that like eating rice flour cookies is a part of my everyday. But I did have some SpaghettiOs the other day, which are not gluten-free. And it wasn't as bad as you would think, but it was a mistake. Okay. Okay. This one's going to hurt. Okay. Megan the Stallion or Tame Impala? Oh, um... This is going to be controversial and I will be mocked mercilessly, but the new Tame is so good. I know. It's so good. So I have to say, I mean, borderline. Oh my God. Borderline. Borderline. There's another, what's it? Is it true? I think it's called, is it true? A fucking jam. It's so good. Okay. No, Tame. Tame. I'm standing firm in my conviction. Tame. (laughs) Okay, it's traveling times. Yes. Uh, who's making you laugh either online or IRL right now? 
Um, let's, well, I have been watching a lot of old stand-up in yes. these bleak times. So, like, Mike Epps, Bernie Mac. <laughs> the other day I was watching, I was working in Chicago. I'm home now, but I was working in Chicago. Uh-huh. And there was a Sanford and Son marathon on whatever fancy cable this yeah. Chicago apartment had. And I watched, like eight episodes so fred sanford has been making me laugh (laughs) i haven't watched those since i was a kid oh they're worth a revisit truly and you know i had no context for it back then so i'd love to like watch it now yes and know what he's saying usually i mean i think it holds up okay uh, did you watch the Leslie Jones Netflix special? Because it is hilarious. No, but I did watch her on Drag Race as a judge. And she, I mean, she was so excited that it made yes. me excited, even though we were watching like it on tape, however many months later. But like her palpable excitement was like infectious. It made me kind of weepy. I was like, she is so fucking yeah. happy to be on She's this TV so show. happy she was her so happy. Special, i loved it they should have her back all the time i'd watch her every time yes me I, every time me. uh yeah and don't sleep on that stand-up special it's mostly okay. about menopause oh, it is nice. it's your brand it is so good yes I, i'm with it i will watch it today you won't be disappointed okay also because i brought him up earlier and then i didn't go back to it our eric thomas i just read here for it it's Holy shit so good. I've he, been do you get his newsletter? Everything. Yes. He's so funny. I yes. Our it. Eric Thomas is a balm for these terrible times. Yeah. I Jeez. love him a lot. A lot of people have been asking for like something light and funny right now. Mm-hmm. And I've given them all his book. Yes. And then all Ann Patchett went on the news the other night and she she recommended it too. I was like Okay, Ann. Okay. All yeah. right. Yeah, he yeah. is a dream. And he just is also like a nice, good person, which matters. It does. You matter. know? Yeah. So, I love his book. I He's love making him. me laugh. I'm answering my questions for you. Sorry. Um, (laughs) Okay. If you could invite, this is so dumb. This is like a dating question. Invite one reality to your Frittata book club. Who would it be? Wait, if I could invite one what? Reality TV star. Oh, (laughs) Uh, this is easy. Luann Deliceps from the- Really? The Countess. New York City. (laughs) I am a fan of the Countess. I think she, first of all, she always looks good. I love that deep voice. I love her laugh. I love how she has evolved over these years. But also, she's like the perfect person to invite to a party because she has like impeccable manners And you know she'll bring something good and she'll probably bring like flowers and help you with the setup to make it look nice. I love how she calls everyone darling. Like, yes, uh, yet Luann, a thousand percent. Oh my God. P.S. Have you ever read Andy Cohen's books, his diaries? 
I tried and couldn't get in. Okay. I couldn't get in. I really liked him for some reason, uh-huh. but he just talks so much about the behind the scenes of the housewives and it's Oh, see, it would be worth it would be worth it for that. I I love all of the housewives. Yeah. I mean, I'd also have I mean, if I could slide a second one in, I I can't decide it would probably be Portia at this point, but okay. either Portia or Nini. From Atlanta, because they're yeah. Portia's so funny, and she doesn't take herself seriously, yeah. and she's like, del- like delightful. I love her too. Okay. I'd invite her as a person I knew wasn't going to read the book, oh, <laughs> but would <laughs> like provide like lots of laughs and fun. Yeah. I'd be yeah. like, you can go home before the book discussion portion, because I know you didn't read it, but. Please come and like get drunk and have snacks. Yeah, fair. <laughs> okay, this is the last question. Okay. So I ask everybody this one same question, but the question is, what is your favorite guilty pleasure song? But you are so transparent on Instagram about these queasy listening songs. Yes. So I might want to ask, what's on your queasy listening playlist? Well, so lately, I mean, if we're talking about guilty pleasures, I mean, I don't feel guilty about anything, but I have been listening to a lot of Selena Gomez. Her new album is (laughs) so good. Okay. I love pop music. I mean, her new one is truly, is so good. So if I had to call something guilty that, that I'm like my queasy listening, like my yacht rock kind of, I mean, I love, give me some Phil Collins, give me some Anita Baker, yes. um, bread, love bread. <laughs> so much like that 70s AM gold is like right in my wheelhouse. Okay. What else? Tower of Power. I like, see that, that a lot like, on your Spotify. <laughs> yes. I truly like that is that's the shit I listen to okay. when I'm like feeling nostalgic. Well, when I'm feeling nostalgic, I listen to like jams from the 90s, but same. And I mean like Dave Matthews Band and Tori Amos, like that's what I listen to, but like sometimes I get on a in a Sunday morning like 70s and 80s groove give me some Peebo Bryson you know <laughs> some Teddy P Betty Wright I mean I could go yeah. on and on and on I I mean it took me a while to like really embrace the smooth jazz of it all but I'm I'm fully here I think Tori Amos has a memoir coming out in May I saw it uh, I will be <laughs> getting that yeah check into that with your uh, i got to meet ani defranco because she was on tour for her book and i got to meet her well i got to introduce her and then like hug her afterward and that was like a truly like the highlight of my year but like if tori goes on book tour i will be first <laughs> in line weeping yeah. to get my book signed Thank you for doing this. This You are welcome. Kim, this was great. I'm Kim Baldwin, and that's our show. Thanks so much for joining us. To find full show notes, head over to ladyland.show. And if you know a lady that I need to meet, slip into my DMs. You can find me at ladyland underscore podcast on Instagram. This podcast is produced by Mary Catherine Rooker and brought to you by We Own This Town. 
Logo by Elizabeth Williams. Music by UDrive. Download anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you have a minute, please go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review Ladyland. Thanks again for listening. See you next time.